sermon podcast of Dan Roschke, pastor of Bethlehem Lutheran Church in Fairfax, Virginia. For more information about Bethlehem, visit our website at blclife.org. But now, here's Pastor Dan and his sermon for today. Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, for you are our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Friends in Christ, how's Lent going for you? (laughs) Do you feel like you're into a Lenten journey? On Ash Wednesday, we use that language a few times. Welcome to the journey of Lent was in our hymns, and and then again last Sunday, as Jesus himself journeys into the wilderness of temptation. But I almost get the feeling, at least I'm relating, um, somebody asked me the other day what I'm giving up for Lent, and I I didn't have a precise answer. I, I almost get the feeling, you know, if you didn't start a journey then on Ash Wednesday or even last Sunday, you kind of missed the Lenten train. (laughs) As much as we try and mean well, sometimes it's like, well, maybe it's too late for me. (laughs) Lent, the the discipline, discipleship in general, diving into it, catching the train, and all this kind of inspiring stuff at the beginning of a new season. But uh, maybe, maybe it's too late for me. You all have a good trip. (laughs) Maybe there's some relief in that feeling, maybe some shame or some embarrassment or some guilt if you feel like you missed the, quote, train. I'm I'm struck this week, though, as I look at these texts, I think one could make a case that every Sunday in Lent is about starting a journey. That's definitely clear here in this second week in Lent. And so is the point driven home that it's never too late? It's never too late. Our first lesson today um, is uh, Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 4a. (laughs) If you're following along in a bulletin, I wonder if you caught that. What is that a there? 1 to 4a. Um, every verse in the Bible is divided into two parts, A and B. So it's just the first half of the, of the verse. And um, I just bring that up because you know what the second half is? The first half is the, the, the reading, first lesson ends. So Abram went as the Lord told him, and Lot went with him. Part B, though, is Abram was 75 years old when he departed. <laughs> lest we think it's too late to start a new journey. Abram was 75. And by the way, this is the first time we hear of Abram. He's introduced into the Bible at age 75. All the things that Abram does in the later chapters in Genesis, this is just the beginning, 75 years old. Lest we think it's too late to start the journey. And then there's Nicodemus here in this gospel text. Welcome back to the Gospel of John, by the way. We've been in Matthew. It's a different theological universe, as as Caroline Lewis says. 
the gospel of knowing God. Where being a disciple is to enter into the same relationship with God as Jesus himself. Different theological universe. In fact, that good Lenten journey metaphor might be imagined not as a train that you simply catch. The Lenten journey metaphor might instead be a journey into the light. Maybe that's a helpful way of describing the shift in theological universes from a Matthew train to a Johannine journey into the light. That journey starts again today, friends, and it starts in the dark. It starts with too late. Middle of the night, too late. Ye old Pharisee, too late. Like Abram, too late. Set in his ways. Been around the block a time or two. Not just one tour of duty, but like three. A lot of years in ministry. Post-doctorate. Post-sabbatical. He was too old. Any hope for change for us when we reach, once we reach a certain age? This passage today. How many have heard this before? John 3.16. Maybe you haven't memorized. Anything new here? (laughs) Or is it too late? Any hope for change for us now that Lent's already started? Any hope for us once we reach a certain age? Yes, of course, Jesus says. Born anew, born again, born from above. The journey begins today. It's never too late. Sojourner Truth, who we commemorate this week. Sojourner Truth was born into slavery, Isabella Bumfrey. Born in New York in 1797, or so we think, right around there, 1797 to 1800. She escapes freedom with her infant daughter in 1826, then wins back her son in an unprecedented court case against a white man. She wins back her son, and she's in her 30s. And on Pentecost Sunday, June 1st, when she was 46 years old, she gives herself a new name, Sojourner Truth. And she hears very clearly God's call to leave the city and to preach instead out in the countryside, quote, testifying the hope that was in her. Age 46, and she lives to a ripe age of Oh, well, into her mid-80s. See, born again, or I think better, born from above, was always a reference to baptism. Rebirth is really all about baptism, being made new in Christ by water and the Spirit. That's what this passage always referred to until 
the 20th century when it was made into some kind of a formula. John 3.16. That's why people hold it up at basketball games and other sporting events. Some Christians, mostly in the United States, felt in the mid-20th century, or the early 20th century actually, Christianity was being seriously threatened by enlightenment, by science, by other religions. So they started talking and making threats of their own about being born again as some kind of a formula to avoid the fires of hell. Friends, we aren't born again by decision or formula. Rebirth in Christ's love is what God decides to do for us. God so loves the world. And when we trust that, that is when we live in that, whoever trusts that God so dearly loves this world, that God was made flesh and was embedded into this earth, God so dearly loves this world, and when we trust that, then life in the Spirit will be ours. Then our journey moves into the light like Sojourner Truth, or we'll see the woman at the well next week. It's never too late. God's not done with you. Like Nicodemus, something stirring. Old Nicodemus. Something is stirring. Something is keeping you up. Something is calling you forward, out, into the wilderness like Sojourner Truth. Follow that nudging of Christ, friends. Heed the call. Pay attention to the shifts. Christ meets us under the cover of darkness. I've talked about sleepless nights before. Ever had those? How the thoughts and the concerns in the dark can go, you know, they start maybe with practical things, utilitarian things, making the doctor's appointment or, oh, I got to pick up those cupcakes for the party. It's a list of to-dos. But then, as the night goes on, it, those, those more surface things shift to bigger questions. Things that aren't so e easily checked off a list. My friend's cancer diagnosis. My child's emotional struggles. My own mortality and legacy. All, all this under the cover of darkness. And friends, Christ meets us there. Christ's not done with us. The promises are renewed. These waters of baptism. God so loves you. God so loves this whole cosmos. That's why Jesus. The night is a gift too. These light and dark, day and night metaphors, they're always tricky. The cover of darkness is a comfort too. It's a layer of safety too. Just like the bright light, the sunlight of day can be both freedom and oppression. Angels in the Bible, though, always seem to come at night, don't they? It's voices that say both go, trust, follow. 
move and always do not fear. It's like precisely when it's too late. When you're 46 or 75, that's exactly when God meets and calls us. Calls us into greater knowing, closer relationship. Discipleship, that is where our relationship to God looks like Jesus' relationship to God. Life-giving, cross and resurrection. Yeah, I've definitely missed that train again. Only it's not a train. It's day and night. It's, it's a journey renewed again and again. Rebirth back to the waters of baptism again and again. Every time you touch water, friends, grace, God's love and forgiveness, it's all yours this day all over again. It's never too late. Thanks be to God. Amen. On behalf of all of us at Bethlehem Lutheran Church, thank you for listening. Check us out again soon. And to learn more about our national church body, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. Visit elca.org. Goodbye for now, and remember, God's outpouring of grace and peace never runs dry. Here's to a new day. The, ev the ev Evangelical... That was terrible. To learn more about our national church body. Start over, the... start over. <laughs> okay. Is that hard? No, not really. Pretty easy? Yeah. You could edit.